Dear friends, welcome to With All My Love podcast. My name is Andrea Olivas Medina. I am a queer Latina artist, writer, and creative. I create in honor and in celebration of my inner child, and I create with the intention to strengthen my connection to myself, to the world, and to spirit. Thank you for listening and choosing to share space and energy with me today, as well as with everyone else tuning in. Every episode I share is a letter to you, to me, to community. I invite you to step into my life as I navigate past and present relationships, as well as a multitude of lived experiences. My intention is to facilitate connection, comfort, support, and love as we learn from one another and heal together as a collective. May my words bring you the validation, clarity, or peace you are in need of in this moment. Remember, you are loved and held here with compassion and understanding, free of judgment. May you find a friend in me and I in you. Happy December, everybody. Oh my God. 2023 is what? Only like three weeks away? I mean, I'm so excited for a new year, but I'm also really nervous about what 2023 will bring and all the transformations that are going to take place um, with this new cycle. And there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish next year, and I'm currently I'm currently preparing myself for them by reflecting on all my accomplishments and transformations that I've experienced this year. And I'm also preparing myself by releasing and shedding all that no longer serves me, whether that be a person, a thought process, an emotion, or a habit. I'm doing my best to release it as gracefully as possible or as messily if that's what needs to be done. And I hope that you can find the time and the energy to do the same. I hope you can shed your old skin so that you may enter 2023 refreshed and ready for your new path grounded in love, hope, and your heart's desires. Our check-in question for the day is, what season best represents your mental and energetic state at this moment, and why? I'm going to pick winter. Yes, because it currently is winter. Um... But most importantly, because winter is a time to hibernate and rest and to go inward. You know, it's a time to let go of our need to control our outward world as much as possible and to focus more on our inner world. And that's the exact energy I'm trying to tap into 
Um, I've been doing this by taking as many naps as possible and just trying to rest and release. <laughs> just release, release. But um, I'm just spending a lot of time in bed <laughs> cuddling with my dogs, which is perfect because of how cold it's been. But I'm doing all of this so that come springtime, I'll be ready to bloom and to give birth to a new plan, a new energy, and a new me. Before we begin today's conversation, before we truly delve into today's reflection, I just want to give you a little reminder. You can always contact me for anything, about anything, um, whatever you need, whatever you want to talk about, you can talk you can contact me through email or through my social media. I'd also love it if you would share with me your responses to the check-in questions, as well as your thoughts and feelings on what we discuss and reflect on during our time together. So, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Andrea Olivas Medina, or you can email me to Andrea Olivas Medina at gmail.com. This info is also in this descriptions, this episode's description, and um, it will be on all future episodes' descriptions as well if you'd like to refer to that. And also, the new posting schedule for All My Love is every other Tuesday at 5.30pm, so please keep your eyes open for new episodes and a more consistent schedule. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so why don't we just jump in? <laughs> so, honestly, for the past for the past 2 weeks, I've been going through it. And when I say I've been going through it, I mean I've been going through it. It has been rough the cold full moon this past week honestly i forgot um what day it was but nonetheless this past cold full moon unearthed a lot of things for me and because of that my energy has been very heavy i've been feeling very overwhelmed and unbalanced i've been having a very hard time grounding my mind and my emotions and I've just been having a hard time overall sitting in my body and sitting in the present you know I'm I'm constantly in a state of death and rebirth and it's taken me a very long time to understand that one this is a natural and necessary process and two it's in my nature to expand, evolve, and flow with the universe, despite how much I try to resist it. But some, some cycles of transformation really are quick and fairly easy. I mean, sometimes there's not much for me to do, but to just sit back and allow my soul and the universe to do what it wants to do what it needs to do you know it's these types of 
transformations that I am the least aware of. And usually what happens is that one day I wake up and I feel like a completely different person. And that's when I know a new cycle has taken place. I've gone through a death and rebirth cycle and it was easy. But other times the transformation that's taking place is just too painful to ignore. I mean, it's these painful transformations that I meet with the most resistance and with the most anger. And it's the painful transformations that leave me feeling disoriented and unbalanced. And it's the painful transformations that also bring the most necessary and the most powerful changes. And this is the type of transformation. It's this type of death that I've been experiencing. I finally feel like I'm getting my head above water a little bit. And this is all because I've been reluctantly doing some shadow work, but also seeking support, you know, not, not forcing myself to do this shadow work on my own. I've also been scheduling in some cry sessions and doing a deep clean on my home and in my my personal space specifically. And I've also gifted myself with some very deserved pampering. And that's all really helped me kind of find my footing a little bit. But in the thick of it, it was a disaster. I I was a disaster. So how can I how can I describe it? Um I don't know. Honestly, I would have to describe it as just these words. Ah, help. Like I don't think you understand. I I would actually just stop what I was doing. I did not care where I was. Okay, I did care where I was. I did not do this in public. But I would just stop what I was doing and just yell like yell loudly or quietly or internally I don't know I would just yell yeah but anyways this transformation it's it's taking place primarily in my heart and my heart center is the energetic center that I struggle the most to tap into in one of my very first energetic healing sessions I ever had I actually believe it was the first energetic healing sessions that I ever had. I was told that my heart, that I had turned my heart into a jail cell and that I had imprisoned myself in it. So to say my heart is guarded is an understatement really, but it's been almost two years, if not more since I had this healing session. So I've been doing a lot of work to heal my heart since. I've been doing a lot of work to open up my heart and to let myself free. But it's still the energetic center that I'm reluctant to tap into and hesitant to connect with because of the heaviness and the pain that I feel. But these past two weeks it's 
it feels like someone is taking a sledgehammer and just cracking my heart wide open and all of these emotions are just pouring out of me and there's so many emotions coming to the surface and pouring out of my heart that it's been so difficult to pinpoint exactly what I'm feeling so that's what I said like I've just been feeling very overwhelmed because I've I'm feeling everything everything all at once and I feel it in my heart I feel it in my throat and I feel it in my head and it's just been very overwhelming and and painful because when I want to cry it's like this new emotion comes over me and it stops me dead in my tracks and then a new emotion and a new emotion and that's why I said I have to describe this transformation as just ah. <laughs> but you know what's funny um going back to feeling like my heart is being cracked open one of my favorite bands, uh, Tonight Alive, has a song called Crack My Heart. And it's such a beautiful song with a beautiful meaning and such beautiful lyrics. If you can, um, check it out, like listen to it. Fair warning, it is a little bit of pop punk slash alternative music. If you're not into that, just read the lyrics it's a beautiful, like beautiful, beautiful lyrics. And I'll share with you the chorus since it's my favorite part and it's actually very um, important to what I'm, the point I'm trying to make or the story I'm trying to share. So the lyrics are, crack my heart open with your bare hands and watch me bloom. Set my soul on fire and I will unfold for you. I want to feel want to heal, want to break, want to change, want to live, want to feel, want to heal, want to break, want to change, want to live. I mean, <sighs> powerful, powerful words. So the funny part, the funny part is that I think it was a month ago or even a few weeks ago, it feels very recent. Um, I rediscovered this song and decided to watch the music video again after a very long time. And I took the time to really reflect on the lyrics. And I remember at this time, I resonated with the song on such a different level than I ever had before. And I was just singing this song at the top of my lungs. And I felt it just vibrating throughout my whole body and I told my spirit team I I went to my altar and I told my spirit team and I told universe that I wanted to crack my heart open I said to them I give you permission to do whatever you need to do to crack my heart open just crack it open rip it open I do not care anymore I wanted to experience these lyrics, but specifically, I wanted to experience the lyrics that say, watch me bloom. I want to bloom. I want to be this beautiful flower and, 
you know, grow tall and reach up to the sky and embrace the sun's rays. So that's the part that I was focusing on. I was so focused on the bloom part. I was like, I was like, heck yeah, I want to bloom. And in this moment, I am realizing that I got exactly what I asked for. I was so focused on the bloom part that I ignored the whole set my soul on fire and I want to change and I want to break part. Um, which is, I mean, I've been breaking, breaking, breaking. My soul has been on, set on fire, death, death, death. That's what I've been experiencing. So moral of the story, um, be careful what you ask for. Be very specific of what you ask for and be sure to actually know what you're asking for and reflect on whether you're ready or not because I don't think I was ready for this. I mean, I'm I'm super grateful that I'm going through this experience, you know, that I'm opening up my heart and listening to my heart and tapping into its desires, but it's oh my god, it's been so painful. It's been so excruciatingly painful. So, ultimately, why did I, or why do I want my heart to crack open? Why did I ask for this? Because I want to love and I want to accept love. I want to genuinely love my life i want to love my past my present and my future i want to love myself i want to love who i am and how i move through the world how i show up not just for myself but for others i want to love myself so much that i'm able to forgive myself for all the mistakes i've made and for all the missed opportunities I didn't take, I want to love my imperfections and allow myself to be messy and honest and trust that I am all that I need to be and more. I want to accept the love from my community. I want to accept their help and support openly and without fear. I want to find, create, and accept friendships and support systems into my life that are nurturing, that are kind, safe, comfortable, and reciprocal. And finally, the true driving force of this transformation, the true, the true driving force for me to ask for this transformation I want to experience and receive romantic love. Like, I want to fall in love with somebody. I've never had that before. I've, I've never experienced that before. And I, I want to finally allow myself to love and to be loved, to be desired and to desire and to experience intimacy and vulnerability 
through romance, you know, learning to love and learning to be loved specifically, which is a lot harder to do. Um, but learning to love and be loved by my life, myself, my community, and the people around me has not been easy. You know, the hardest part has been trust, trusting that I deserve love and trusting that I am capable of loving and knowing what that means for me. But I've been doing it. I've been doing the work to experience love in all these aspects of my life and all of these relationships. I've been slowly opening my heart, as I've mentioned, and I've been slowly opening up my soul to the love that already exists within me and that exists all around me and not just the people that I interact with, but in nature, you know, the love that exists in the trees, in the grass, in the wind, the sun, the moon, you know, in Pachamama. And I think I've gotten to a place in my healing, in healing my heart specifically and healing my relationship to myself and love where I'm comfortable. You know, the growth and the expansion isn't as painful and I can flow with it a little bit. I'm not where I want to be, but I am where I need to be, and I am where I've worked so hard to be. But when it comes to romantic love, it's a different story. You know, I've avoided it for so long that I can't anymore, and that's probably why it's been so painful, you know, having to reconnect to this side of me. Growing up, growing up in my family, I felt very unloved, unwanted, and ultimately rejected. One of my first memories I have of my mom is of her telling me that I am unlovable and that no one would or could ever love me. Why she said that? I'll never know. I don't think she remembers that this interaction. She probably needed to to forget to protect herself in some way. But I remember this interaction. These exact words have been dictating the narrative in my head. And have been influencing how I move through the world for so long it wasn't until two years ago that I finally was able to one acknowledge uh, that this voice that I heard in my head saying you're unlovable you will never be loved stemmed from my mom and two you know it wasn't until two years ago that I was able to challenge these words and to be begin rejecting them and begin re rewriting the narrative in my head, replacing it with my own words. But I believed her for so long, so much so that I've always kept people at an arm's length, never believing that they cared about me, never believing they actually liked me, never trusting that they would stay. 
I believed that they were only around me because they pitied me. And I didn't want to be pitied. And I wasn't going to give them a reason to do so. So I created this angry and tough and emotionless mask so that no one could ever see my true self, my true emotions. So no one could ever see me as weak and small. I pushed people away and rejected them before they could ever reject me. So if I couldn't believe that my friends cared about me, if I couldn't believe that the adults in my life, including my parents, loved me or even liked me, how was I supposed to believe that anyone could want to be with me romantically? I didn't think it was possible for anyone to desire and want me in this way. I didn't believe that being in a relationship, you know, a romantic relationship was ever going to be possible for me. It was just a fantasy, something to dream about. But it wasn't true. It might be true for everyone, but not for me. I've always been a hopeless romantic. I'm this that kind of person that's in love with love. I remember being five years old, coming home from my first year of kindergarten and telling my parents that I was in love with this kid in my class. My parents tried to tell me that I was too young to feel this way or to even know what I was talking about. But I was adamant that I loved him. I kept saying, lo amo, lo amo, I love him. I always looked back on this memory with such embarrassment, but now looking back at little me, I hold so much admiration for her. I mean, she was unafraid to love. At five years old, she knew what she, like she knew how she felt. She knew what she wanted and she wasn't going to let anyone get in her way or tell her anything different than what she knew to be true. But yeah, um, I've always been a hopeless romantic. You know, growing up, all I ever did was read romance novels and watch rom-coms and most of my conversations with my friends were about us, mostly me, fantasizing about our future relationships, our boyfriends, and what it would be like to get married and have a family. And all we talk about was our new crush for the week or our like crushes that we had. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was most of our conversations. You know, I wanted it all so bad. I want it all bad, like super bad, while also believing that it was impossible. So I slowly buried this part of myself, and I buried this desire of mine deep, deep down, hidden away from everyone, including myself. And it's not just about not believing that it could ever happen. It's also about being afraid of it happening. I'm terrified of falling in love with someone and someone falling in love with me. Um being vulnerable and intimate and being able to let someone into my space share my heart and a part of my soul with so someone is it's terrifying you know being seen physically and energetically is scary which is a big reason as to why i've never pursued or um, like anyone romantically I, I just stayed away from people <laughs> completely actually like i'm 
very good with isolation and I'm very good at ignoring people. So I've always just ignored anyone who showed interest in me. If I realized it, which is a big part of it, like if I realized it, right? Like I didn't believe them. So I wasn't, anyways, um, I didn't have my first kiss until I was 22. Like, I don't even remember it though. <laughs> okay. So this is the story. It's not, anyways, I didn't have my first kiss until 22, but I was too drunk off of jungle juice when it happened. So yeah, I don't remember it, uh, but the people that were there assured me that it happened. And I share this just to say that if I wasn't as drunk as I had been, I probably would not have had the courage to have kissed this person because I do remember me being the one to call them over to dance, but I digress because after that I passed out. And in the three years since, I've never kissed anyone again. <sighs> 22 was an experience. Uh, but anyways, yeah, if it weren't for me being drunk, that would have never happened. And it's because I'm scared. I'm always scared. That's why like, nothing has ever happened again in three years. But there's, oh my god, that story. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> there is also a lot of embarrassment and shame that I feel um, that grows more as I get older. I feel this all because I'm a late bloomer. It's There's this shame and, yeah, there's this shame and judgment placed on those of us who are considered late bloomers by society as if like there's something wrong with you for never having kissed anyone for never having been in a relationship like you're almost treated like this anomaly like this i don't know it's just it's a horrible feeling and it's brought a lot of embarrassment um to me and it also feels very embarrassing to express what I want, you know, to admit that I want a relationship and that I want to fall in love and to experience romance. It feels embarrassing because it's very, it's a very vulnerable thing to do. But with my heart cracking open these past few days, I've been able to reconnect to this part of me, like to this desire and to understand that this is what I want and there's no need to be ashamed of it because the more embarrassment, the more fear, and the more shame I let in, the further I am from truly fulfilling my heart desires, from truly experiencing what it is that I want. And I've been able to reconnect to this hopeless romantic side of me that I've hidden for so long. I've been revisiting some rom-coms I used to watch, and I've been listening to romantic songs on repeat, and I'm ready to overcome the distrust, the shame, the embarrassment, and the fear to allow myself to expand my heart and to love and to finally express what it is that I want because I deserve it. We all deserve to love and to experience love on all different levels. We all deserve to experience all of our heart's true desires. I invite you to sit with your heart, to ask it what it is that you need, what it is that it's calling for, desiring listen accept and flow with your heart 
And I know I sound like a broken record, but you deserve it. You really do. You deserve to embrace your heart, to open up your heart, and to let your heart lead at least a little bit of your life. And you deserve to experience all that your heart desires. And to my own heart, I know you've been in pain. I can feel you longing and yearning and calling out, screaming out to be loved, to be seen. I know I've closed you off for so long. And I'm sorry for that. I really am. I'm sorry I've kept you hidden and imprisoned for so long. I needed to protect you. I needed to keep us safe. And we are safe now. So I'm setting you free. I can feel you every day opening up little by little. It's been messy, but it's been beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for beating every day. Especially on the days where it just seems so hard to do. You're going to experience a love like never before. I mean, you already are. We already are. The love we have cultivated for ourselves is beautiful. It's wonderful. But I know that you want to experience a romantic love. You want to fall in love. And you are. You deserve it. We deserve it. And there's no shame in asking for what you need and for expressing what it is that you desire and dream about. So thank you for being so strong, so patient. Our time will come, I promise. With all my love, Andrea. <laughs>